Today on The Breakdown, it's another one of those hands where heads up in a 50K, there's a $300,000 difference between second and first. There's so much to play for. And one of our players is one of those luminary types. It's Nikita Badzikowski. And another player is, well, he's not a luminary, to be frank. He's just another dude. But here he is. He's playing against Nikita. And Nikita's going to do, you know, difficult things and make this guy's life very hard. And guess what? That's what happens in this hand, not surprisingly, because we're breaking it down. Man, Nikita makes a play that just makes it so tough. And what is our just a guy or a jag going to do here? Well, we're going to talk about it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levin. Here we are. Nikita Badzikowski's betting a lot, and you got to deal with it. That sucks. Some of you may have noticed that Jonathan doesn't sound quite the same. That's because, of course, we are living in the throes of a global pandemic, if you haven't noticed. And uh, so Jonathan and I are working remotely today. Jonathan does not have his normal equipment, so that's just going to be the case throughout the episode. Sorry to have that, but hopefully you can hear him all right. And uh, we're just going to do our thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're going to do our thing. We're going to get a poke on. Get it on. We're, we're being heroes. We're staying home, just like all of you sure. should be. And uh, for those who are curious about, you know, maybe the world's changed a lot since we record this and when we put it out, because mm. this is being recorded on March 24th. Uh, maybe things have changed drastically and, you know, people aren't staying home anymore by the time this comes out. I'm not sure. But I mean, it's, it's going to be, what, like nine days till this comes out. So much has happened in the last nine days that I don't know what the world's going to look like, man. I'm pretty sure it's going to be 15 days. So, Oh, wow. I, that's like an infinite amount of time in these times that we're in right now. <laughs> it feels like it. It really feels like it. Yeah. Um, we'll so anyway, we're not going to talk about that anymore because it's a bummer. Let's talk about it's super depressing poker, which, you know, I think this, uh, this hand may have happened a little too late in the calendar for it to be okay, but whatever. I think this tournament happened on like March 11th in Russia, but you know, life goes on, I guess. Uh, So this hand was suggested by another hero staying home. That would, of course, be Ben Page, known as the GOAT. Still considered the GOAT. I wrote a song about Ben Page being back. All right, let's hear it. Ben Page. He's back. He's back again. He's got more videos to share with y'all. It's Ben Page. Ben Page. That's it. I mean, Uh, I make it sound. I don't want to underplay it. Obviously, that was really good. I I didn't like it that much. I'm going to be honest. What? Are you doing? Does it need some hip hop for you? You got we have to stop in the middle, have uh Jazzy J come in and <laughs> give a little a little rap. Is that is that the only thing that keeps you interested, you freaking millennial? I don't understand what you're railing against right now. <laughs> I, don't <get laughs> I don't know it. either. I'm pretty sure that Will Smith is is generation X, just like you, <laughs> Levy. Yeah, no, I that's true. <laughs> he definitely is. <laughs> But uh, and also Jazzy J, maybe not the best example. He didn't rap anyway, did he? He just did the, he just like worked the the turntables. <laughs> it's more like Juicy J. Juicy J. There's a rapper Who's... who comes in the middle of a popular song. He comes in the middle of Dark Horse, Katy Perry, a very popular Katy Perry song. Good for him. I'm just saying, you, if that's what you need to like a song, like, well, what well, do you want from me? I, I'm sorry. 
that's his claim to fame. Ben Page's claim to fame is being our goat suggester, of course. Yeah. Being the goat means that he does a good job suggesting along with suggesting good hands. He suggests on YouTube. He includes a YouTube link. He includes a timestamp. That's how you do it. If you want to suggest a hand for the breakdown, we are, of course, the poker guys on YouTube or at the number two poker guys. What do you think about the idea of us getting like a Stanley Cup type deal, which we mail the Ben Page. Ben Page holds on to it until someone else becomes the goat suggester. Of course, then he has to send it to them, which is like very questionable to ask someone to do. But otherwise, I love that idea. I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to be the second in line after. I don't I don't know what Ben Page is going to fill that thing with. And I don't want to know, (laughs) honestly. (laughs) I mean, yeah. okay. I was thinking he's Australian, right? He's Australian. Oh, yeah. No, they are weird. They're weird people. Dirty people. (laughs) They're going to they're going to fill it with all sorts of squirrel meat or something. I don't know. Boy, squirrel meat is way better than the stuff I was thinking about. He might fill it with. I'll just say. Well, I didn't want to go into that because this is a family show. Um, but of course, of course, I love Australians, and I'm only kidding. Anyway, yeah. this hand happens in a place that's <laughs> far from Australia. It's in Sochi, Russia, where the Olympics yep. were once held, and uh, it's heads up for the title. With, of course. One of the game's luminaries, as Jonathan mentioned, Makita Badzikowski. He's got $28 million in live earnings. That's pretty damn good. That is really good. He's facing off against Artur... I'm going to say this wrong, but whatever. Artur okay. Martirosian, who's a Russian guy. That's all I know about him. He plays in these high rollers. He does not have a ton of live earnings. I think he's kind of like a rich businessman guy, one of the guys who pumps up these fields and makes the Makita Badzikowskis come out of the woodwork. Mm. Yeah, I think that's probably correct. Uh, and uh, the difference between first and second is almost three hundred thousand U.S. dollars. So pretty serious, considering that second place is like four ninety-five. Mm-hmm. So big, big implications here. Of course, ICM is out the window because there is no heads up. ICM, we're done with that. So and Nikita is a freaking beast. I'm looking at his Hendon. Yeah. So they finished this event uh, like on March 10th, and on March 13th. He finished third in a 250K in Sochi for $1.6 million. He's rough, man. I wouldn't want him at the table. (laughs) (laughs) No shit, man. No shit. Um, Well, let's see how Arthur deals with him. Okay. So Makita has 4.4 million in his stack. The blinds are 40K and 80K. So over 50 bigs. And he has 10 deuce off and he's going to limp. So we're making the assumption that he's just limping almost everything that's not a good hand just because he thinks he has an advantage, especially when he has position post flop. I mean, it's such a wonderful thing. This is like the dream for these, like these crushers is you get heads up in one of these things and you're up against a, basically an amateur, you know, like a kind of a rank amateur and like, what a deal. Sometimes you're up against Sam Greenwood here and it's like, okay, it's going to be really hard. I'm probably not a favorite. And instead this Mickey is like, all right. So I just win so often I just want to, you know, play well and own this guy in every which way, you know, and it's so happy, you know, just right. we, we looked through a bit of the footage to try to figure out Makita's range here, uh, heads up yeah. to make sure he wasn't limping everything, which he was not, he was raising with his good hands. So we were assuming raising good hands, limping a lot more bad hands than you probably should from a game theory optimal standpoint, but he feels like when he has post-flop position against a guy, he has such a huge edge on that he should do it anyway, because the position is so valuable with his edge. And I can relate to that. I've, I've been in that spot in plenty of much smaller tournaments sure. than this where I feel like my edge is so significant that I just can't throw away a hand like 10 deuce when I'm going to have position post-flop and he might just give me all the chips on this hand. You know what I mean? 
I do know what you mean. It still is odd. Um, even with that in mind, usually part of that for me anyway, no, we're never playing in stakes as high and against these players. Exactly. But, um, when I've been heads up in these spots, I always would raise a hand like 10 deuce off. Part of the edge is that they're going to fold too much, you know, pre-flop usually. Um, and if they're not folding too much, it really wouldn't occur to me to limp 10 deuce, especially when they're like 50 blinds effective or actually, no, sorry, way less than that. Yeah, way less. Um, they're like 20, 27 blinds effective. It just wouldn't occur to me to play this hand. Um, Makita's got to be sure he's got such a massive edge on this guy to, to be able to limp 10 deuce off here. Right. And those effective 27 blinds or so. They do belong to Arthur Martiro Cian. How do you how yeah. do you think you say that? Martiro Cian. Martiro Cian. Martiro Cian. Arthur Martiro Cian. That's how. I got it. That was a Russian accent. You're doing a Russian accent. That was no. That was more like Mediterranean. Mediterranean. Arthur Martiro Cian. But he is Russian. Of, oh, it's a Russian accent. Okay. Good. Arthur Martiro Cian. I got it. Everyone can I'm sure. It. I'm sure we're not offending anybody or butchering anything in any <laughs> yes. way. Yes. Well, it happened. Whatever. It's end times. Who cares? So exactly. We're all going to be dead anyway. <laughs> anyway, so Arthur <laughs> checks back <laughs> with his 2.2 million. He's got Queen of Clubs, Seven of Hearts. That seems like a reasonable check back hand. You know. Yeah. Need to I agree. go nuts. Pot's 160k because I guess the Party Poker Millions does not play with an ante when you get the heads up, which I like. I think that's a good yep. rule because it's just extra work for the dealer and kind of pointless. You're mostly V-pipping every hand anyway. You don't need to encourage action. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big fan of that. All yeah, right. me too. 160K in the pot. Flop is deuce of diamonds, nine of clubs, four of clubs. So nothing for Arthur. Makita flops bottom pair. Mm-hmm. It goes check, check. So one of those is more interesting than the other. But first, let's talk about Arthur's check, because the solver actually hates it. The solver wants yeah. Arthur to bet 96% of the time. It is kind of surprising. I'm, we do have the queen of clubs in our hand, so we have backdoor clubs along with the over. Um, it, now, it only wants him to bet. We're, we gave him the option to bet one blind, half, half pot or full pot, and half pot is, of course, just one blind. So, it's, so you're getting a really good price, and it wants him to bet um, one blind, not, not two blinds very often, or not, not full pot. Um, but it was a little surprising all the same that it wants to do it. All I can think of is we're building a pot. Sometimes we're denying equity. Sometimes I don't think we're ever folding out a better hand on the flop for one blind. No, I think if Bakita has King three, he's going to call. I think he probably is. Maybe, maybe King three, no clubs. Maybe he can find, maybe he fold. folds, maybe okay. he folds that. Yeah. But, but not too much. Um, but still there's, you know, denying equity and building a pot. If we hit something on the turn and sometimes bluff the turn and, you know, there's some, uh, any club, any seven, any queen are all obviously good cards. Yeah, I bad. guess, but I'm surprised the solver wants to bet so much. 96% of the time. I agree. I would have thought this would be a pretty clear check. A queen high is sometimes good enough to, uh, you know, show down anyway. Maybe the solver just thinks it's not really great for check calling and it's good often enough that you want to protect your equity. Maybe that's the mm-hmm. combination that leads to the bet. I mean, there is that problem, of course, with a hand like this, where you may not be able to realize your equity, your showdown equity, if you if you have queen high all the way, right? Where like even right. a hand like ace high, you can withstand a little bit of heat. Even king high, you can stand a little more heat than queen high, where you might be getting bluffed by a better hand once more. Yeah, true. Anyway, that felt okay to me. Makita checking back yeah. feels weird. He has the most vulnerable hand of vulnerable hands that have showdown value in a spot like this with the 10 deuce mm-hmm. on the old deuce nine four two club flop 
I, I mean, I guess I should outline why I like betting before we ask why he isn't, but surely we want to protect our equity. Uh, that's number one for me is we flopped pretty well for this hand. Let's protect it. Number two is we can get value from worse hands. I mean, Archer is going to have some hands that he's going to call with that are worse than a deuce. He's going to have weaker deuces in his range. Number three is there are multiple draws out there. There's open enders, gut shots, and club draws available. Now, maybe we're getting check raised by some of those, but I think with a hand this strong heads up, we're going to have to probably call that check raise and continue. Maybe Makita doesn't want to be in that spot, but I don't think that's enough. It shouldn't weigh heavily enough on him to not try to get value slash protect his equity. I mean, this is, I got two, two counterpoints to that. Number one is we're talking about protecting his equity and sure, but the pot also only has two blinds in it. So if yeah. it was a bigger pot, protecting your equity is more important, right? This is less of a thing right now. And by controlling the pot, Makita gets to make, gets to sort of preserve his depth and, and the value of his position a little bit more. Um, that said, it would, I would probably bet this most of the time. I'm a little surprised he didn't bet it. But one reason is that um, the other thing is it can be opponent um, based also, right? So like if we feel like our opponent is going to respond to particular lines, meaning like we check back and it's going to get very bluffy right away. Or if we check back and that means he's never going to believe that we ever have anything on certain runouts that maybe we make more chips and maybe it's more plus EV to actually check here um, because this way we get to bluff catch or we get to show up with a hand that he can't really put us on because he assumes we're always betting a pair on the flop. That's all I got. I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, like if, if we know our opponent to be super bluffy, that's a, that's a good reason. Yeah. But I don't know. The solver really wants McGee to bet. Wants him to bet 99% of the time. Yeah. And it wants him to bet uh, one, one uh, blind also most of the time. Yeah. Makes well. sense. A place where you can bet one blind most of the time also is nitrogen yeah. sports. Which I would is, recommend you know, that as a strategy. Like maybe you should, you know, understand the pot size, not just bet one blind into like a 50 blind pot. But if if you want to, you're welcome to. That's no limit hold'em. That's Bitcoin only poker on nitrogen sports, baby. That's what I'm talking about, Jonathan. Tell them more about it because I'm done talking. Fantastic. I'm happy to take the reins, as they say, Grant. Um, well, first of all, for everyone who is indeed, if we're all still staying at home, you got to be bored out of your minds by now. <laughs> so playing online poker is a fabulous way to pass the time. Nitrogen Sports is a great online poker site. They also, by the way, of course, have, well, if sports are back, whenever they're back, they do have sports betting. They have casino games, though, as well. You know, like Blackjack and things like that. Um, you have to use the link in the description, though, when you sign up for Nitrogen Sports. Link in our podcast description. Um, that way you get access to all the cool stuff that extra stuff that you wouldn't get otherwise. These days it's our monthly tournament, which happens at the end of every month. And man, is it amazing. They guarantee a thousand buy-ins. We get like a hundred people or so normally, which means they throw an extra 900 buy-ins into the kitty. Um, it costs less than a dollar to play the tournament. So it's not a big deal, but they guarantee so, so, so much more. So there's an incredible overlay as well. But man, if you are sitting at home, you're listening to this podcast, you're not playing online poker, I think you're probably screwing up a lot of the time. Maybe not always, but probably <laughs> yeah. a lot of the time. So it's a great way to you know, exercise your mind and keep you from going stir crazy. I'll say that. Yeah. Get a nitrogen, get you some poker. Get out of the crazy, get into the poker. Nitrogen. Get out of the crazy. That's a good idea. Yeah. So let's see how crazy this hand gets. It's it going to get, get a little zany. crazy. It, may not say, it doesn't sound like it, but it's going to get crazy. So far, it's a little bit tame, I would say. It's, a, it's on the tamer side so far. I'm taking back the song I wrote because I'm so unimpressed with this hand. What about the uh, trophy that you want to send him? Yeah, send it to someone else. Where's Max Sawyer? 
Do you think he deserves obviously, a trophy? No, I'm kidding. Obviously, I wouldn't give it to Matt. So. <laughs> wow, hater. <laughs> Hater's going to hate, I guess. He's not a hate. He's not the GOAT. Come on. Anyway, we don't have to get, let's not, let's get back. To so this. dismissive. Do another, so, so incredibly <laughs> another dismissive. bit, another bit on Max Sawyer's. We've done it so many times. Let's look. Yeah. All right. Let's move along. Okay. All right. So the flop was deuce of diamonds, nine of clubs, four of clubs. It went check, check in a limped pot. Arthur Martiasan. I'm going to call him Archer from now on. Archer. Yeah, that's a great idea. Seven off. And uh, Makita has 10 deuce for bottom pair. The turn is another deuce. So Makita's swimming in joy. As they say in Russia, in uh, in America we say swing. Right, <laughs> that's called swimming in joy. And <laughs> so, obviously, great card for Makita. Our turn now drawing yeah. dead. There's yeah. no fear that Makita has. He's like Bruce Willis in Die Hard One, where you know you kind of felt safe with him. You know, like like everything's gonna be okay, <laughs> even though it's even though it's a really bad situation. He's gonna figure it out. Only sometimes. I mean, when. When he was falling out that window because the, the fire extinguisher was like, you know, pulling him down with weight after he'd already crashed in from jumping off the roof. I don't know if we felt safe at that exact moment. That was a suboptimal outcome of that physical act, but he was prepared for it and survived. I want to point I that out. Say, I wouldn't say he was prepared for it. It completely took him by surprise. That doesn't equal preparation, but he did, he did survive it. I'll give you that. I mean, he wasn't as prepared for that as he was for other things, but he was like at least a little bit. How was he prepared? What are you talking about? Because, you know, he dies harder than you do. And <laughs> therefore, that, that, you know what that means, Levy? It means he lives harder what? too. And that's really evident. Oh. Mostly about you. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet he does live harder than me, by the way. I believe yeah. that. Yeah, he does. I don't want to live hard, man. I want to live easy. Do you even take off your shoes when you get to a hotel room and scrunch up your feet on the carpet? I take off the shoes, but I don't make little fists with my toes. No. no. Well, maybe you, so. maybe you could learn a thing or two from that guy on the airplane. In Diagon. Yeah, that's not Bruce Willis, though. That's the character he's playing. Very different. Yeah, but different. can you really take one without the other? <laughs> I think you can, Grant. If mm-hmm. he's a good enough actor, which everyone knows Bruce Willis is. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Okay, once again, we are way far afield because it's coronavirus. We've been cooped up in our homes for too long. I mean, you could make that excuse, but you could also, as a longtime listener, say, oh, that's <laughs> that's bullshit poker, guys. This is always how it goes. <laughs> There's always some excuse. We always have a yeah. because, you know, like, yeah. uh, because it's the second podcast of the day because, I don't know, Jonathan ate the wrong type of cereal this morning and had too much sugar in it. And mm. now look at us. <laughs> anyway... Moving along, it is a deuce of spades ah, on the turn. Deuce of diamonds, right, nine of clubs, right. four of clubs, deuce of spades. Mikita's got trips. Right. Archer yeah. is going to check this card. What do you think? Do you think this is a good check or should he start betting now? As a bluff? It's close. I think it's really close. With queen high, we could actually check with the intention of calling a lot of turns. Um, a lot of turn bets now. Like, seems pretty reasonable. But I think betting just to deny equity and when the pot doesn't suck either. Um, I, I think, you know, it depends on how bluffy do we think Makita is. If we think he's bluffy, I would guess he probably is bluffy. I'm more inclined to check call than to bet, but I don't hate a bet. A small yeah. bet. Yeah, that's fair. I think I'm concerned about fold equity when we bet here, when Makita checks mm. back the flop. I feel like we yeah. not, might not often have fold equity, which I don't know what we're going to do like against a good player who's going to have so many moves where 
sure we got we might get called by a worse hand who has a plan for the river but are we just gonna bet now and then check call the river is that the plan doesn't sound great yeah i mean but what's the other plan we're gonna check call turn check call river that doesn't sound super awesome either i kind of like i mean we don't have anything that's more my comfort zone than betting yeah personally if i'm in this spot my my comfort zone is more about checking and kind of figuring it out from there with a hand like this the other thing is sometimes we can check call the turn and it goes check check on the river makita doesn't take a shot he's not going to bluff with all of his bluffing combinations you know so yeah he's going to give up sometimes that is one of the best feelings in poker when you bluff catch the turn and you're like i'm gonna have to fold the river if they bet again and they they give up they make the face and they give up and they're like okay okay i'm not gonna and you're like woohoo and you get to barely win with a terrible yep. hand. I love that. Yeah, that does feel good. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, Archer does check, which I prefer. Um, you advocated a bit for a bet. The solver likes a bet slightly better than a check. It, it wants him to bet 60% of the time. I guess, once again, mostly it's an equity denial thing and mm-hmm. just to have some control in the hand, perhaps. I'm not sure. We might have some folds, too. I don't know if Makita is literally betting all of his misses on the flop that may just be too unbalanced even against this opponent he may have maybe some check back give up type spots here i don't know it's possible that's the it kind of thing possible. archer should know if since they've been playing heads up he should have a sense of that you know and then yep. I think that would also help us making this decision anyway it's a small decision either way like the pot's tiny right right now well, well okay so we'll, so now we're makita yeah is there any checking here? Do you have a check in you ever when you've checked the flop turn trips? It seems incredibly dumb to do anything but bet. Like the guy's got 27 blinds or whatever in front of him. Let's build a freaking pot already. Like he's probably going to fold, but whatever. Like he checked again. Maybe he's got some showdown value. Let's try. You know, if he has middle pair, maybe he checked, maybe he's check calling. I don't know. Maybe he's got ace high or, or a king high or something. Let's take a shot. We have to try and build yeah, I agree. Uh, I guess if you think you're against a guy who's like always going to bet if he has anything at all and you feel like you, you're like folding him out way too often, you can check just to hope that he catches something on the river that he can give you action with. Yeah. yeah. As an exploit. It's really going to really gonna be the case that heads up when we're in a 50K that that, that a guy's going to be that tight and that careful. But who knows? You could be right. Once in a while, yeah. you're going to be up against someone like that, I guess. Um, it seems crazy not to try and build a pot. It just seems crazy. Yeah. Makita agrees he's going to bet. He's going to bet one blind, 80K into 160. Seems fine. No problem I mean, with we're that. Also in, we might even be inducing sometimes, you know? The guy's like, well, I have deuces also. I have my full range here. I can have full houses. I can have trip deuces. You know, once in a while, maybe we'll get yeah. the guy to check raise us. Like, let's put some, some chum in the water. Neither of them really rates to have a deuce because Makita didn't bet the flop. And Archer didn't bet the turn. So right. it seems unlikely that either of them has a deuce. Of course, Makita does, which is great for him. And uh, he does bet. So the solver likes that. It wants him to bet 99% of the time. Good. Makes sense. We'll All right. Get behind that together. Against a guy like Makita with Queen High, I guess is Archer, you can't just go folding right away. Queen High is a little bit too good. Sucks. Because like we're this is one of the hands that we're going to have to fold a lot on the river, obviously, if he bets again. Because... This is maybe the worst hand we're calling with, essentially, right? Yeah. I mean, like, if we have Jack-10, we're probably folding. Uh, we Sometimes we raise that pre-flop. Anyway, um, yeah, I think we're probably folding Jack-10. I guess for one blind, we could call Jack-10. To try to hit a Jack or a 10? 
I, it seems, seems bad. We're not yeah. getting the right odds. We'll probably just have to throw it away. The board, by the way, just to remind everybody, deuce of diamonds, nine of clubs, four of clubs, deuce of spades. And we have queen seven is Arthur. So, all right. If we're going to continue in the hand is Arthur, do you prefer raising or calling? Oh, I prefer calling. Yeah. Like I don't want, I don't want to get in this whole fancy play thing against Makita Badzikowski if I don't have to. I want to make my decisions easier and clearer. And Makita usually doesn't have a pair. That's what we were saying, right? He didn't raise pre-flop. He's raising his good hands pre-flop, so he doesn't have that many aces. Okay, he can have king high and be betting, but he may be checking back his king highs because that's showdown. You know, that's got showdown value, and he may want to bluff catch with those. I feel like this is a pretty clear call. I like calling, too. I liked how you said showdown there. That's showdown. I know. I like that, too. <laughs> it's a new way it's to say all it. The, it's all the frosted flakes I've been eating. It must be. Yeah. Next time, Changing everything. Next time we get the opportunity to play live poker again, you got to, you got to check back the river with like third pair and be like, that's showdown everybody. <laughs> that's how it's done. Oh, see any other podcast in the world. What they do is they edit that, but we, we don't, we don't ever edit that out. So no, I always we see look, it as a virtue. I, I always look so bad on this show. Everyone else is like any, um, any pause, anything at all. We, every other podcast in the world goes through and cuts out, but here we're just, we're just doing it live. Like Bill O'Reilly that time, you know? Yeah. But that's kind of great. I kind of love that about it. Don't get me wrong. We don't have people to yell at like Bill O'Reilly had. That I mean, I, yeah, you yell at me sometimes. Yeah, but only because you deserve it. <laughs> sure. You, oh, you don't think those people deserved it? I my yelling has chiseled you into what you are today. <laughs> We're doing it live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, but I don't yell. <laughs> I don't yell. I use a stern no. tone. It's different anyway. <laughs> I'm like Gray is 15 years younger than me somehow. Yep. But that's how he often looks sometimes. He often looks at me with disapproval and disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, and you feel it. You can feel it. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes I feel like your expectations are too high. But anyway, let's get Anyway, moving that. along. My expectations are very high for Makita Badzikowski, who's one of the best players in the world. Uh, Arthur you, does you know call. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he does decide to call. The solver likes the call. It never wants him to fold. Wants him to fold less than 1% of the time. Call 85% and raise 14%. So it does want to cool. throw a raise in there too, as Arthur with yep. Queen 7 here. Right on. Which is fair. Makita's probably got a lot of hands that are just going to fold, which is nice mm-hmm. to get to win right now. Mm-hmm. So pot's going to be 320 k which is a lot more expensive than our book. Our book is so much cheaper than that. It's amazing. And honestly... You get more out of it than you're going to get out of this pot because those are tournament chips. They're not actually worth anything. The book yep. has value. So you might be, just like we're talking about online poker, this is a great time for books if you're stuck at home. Oh, my God. We, you can Let's get our book that. on Amazon, but you know maybe that takes a while right now. So luckily for you, oh, yeah. there's other options. If you go to thepokerguys.net, the ebook can be bought right there. Snippity snappity, you got it right away. That's what they say. Snippity snappity. Snippity snappity. Yeah, that's a saying. I think. Yeah. People say. The thing about our book is it's 37 tournament hands broken down decision by decision. It's a text conversation between me and Grant. And man, it is fun. It's enjoyable. Poker Logica called it like couldn't talk, couldn't stop raving about how entertaining it was. They actually the had review. to be, they had to be restrained. <laughs> they really did though. They really, they both, they actually wrote an Amazon review also saying how incredibly entertaining it was, which is very nice. They named it a top 10 book of 2020 already. 
They already yep. said it's going to be one of their top 10 and, and made an honorable mention on their top, their 2019 list because they only read it after that list came out, but they said it would have been made the top 10 that list as well. So like, you know, we're kind of killing it. This book is killing it. This book will help you to understand poker more. It's a super fun book and it goes from some decisions that may at first be a little bit like easier and more straightforward if you've been around a lot to unbelievably complex hands and decisions that really break our brains as well as probably everyone who would listen to this podcast brain. So it's really good. If you like this podcast, you're going to love the book. Yeah, you should check it out. Thepokerguys.net. That's also written down in the description if you forget. And uh, get the ebook there. It's also available on the Amazon Kindle store if you can't wait for the paperback copy at this moment in your life. Right. All right, back to the hand. We okay. have Makita with a hammer lock on it with 10 deuce on the deuce, nine, four, deuce, two club board against an opponent who is called the one blind bet in the turn with queen, seven, high. That is Arter. Pot is yeah. 320K. The river is the ace of spades. Doesn't rate to be in anybody's hand. Doesn't rate to change anything unless somebody has three, five, which is possible. Straight gets there. I mean, I actually think it can be in uh, Archer's hand a little bit more than an ace can be in Archer's hand a little more than Makita's. Yeah. I mean, you'd expect him to raise most of his aces pre-flop when Makita limps. Yeah, but some of his bad aces, he's going to check both because he should. Actually, you want to have some aces in your range anyway. Um, and then also just because, you know, he's probably a little more passive, a little more careful because he's the amateur, my guess. No, it depends on the type of amateur. Some amateurs are the opposite of that. But we're not seeing him be that in this hand anyway. Now, we've only, we're only talking about this one hand. But that is anyway, I, he, should ha- he absolutely should have some aces in his range. All right, before we get to the real juicy stuff... Should Arctur consider betting as a bluff here? Because you wouldn't be betting to get called by a worse hand with queen seven on this board. Deuce four, I, nine, deuce ace. I don't think he should bluff this. Uh, as you're saying, he doesn't have a wild amount of aces in his range anyway. He's, the pot is not very big. It's going to be hard to blow Makita off any pair. Uh, I would guess Makita Bazkowski is going to call with any pair. And that seems like a bad... And, and if he doesn't have a pair, then we should be bluff catching, not bluffing, right? Yeah, like we're, we're specifically trying to bluff King High only. That seems like we should have been trying to do that a long time ago if we're going to do it. You know, like, why are we doing it? Now? Like, wake up and suddenly it's like, let's get King High to fold. That doesn't make sense. Um, I think you should be checking this. What do you think? Yeah, I think so, too. Checking and kind of figuring it out based on whatever happens. I mean, honestly, checking and mostly folding, right? Like, this was one of the bottom hands in our range to call on the turn. We have to drop some of those on the river if we see another bet. Now, we know we're going to see another bet. McKee's got a huge hand. But, like, our plan should be to check and usually fold. And maybe we have some reason not to. But, like, this should be a hand that's part of the folding range, I think, most of the time. Yeah. Usually. Well, like we, we didn't hit a queen. We didn't hit a seven. We didn't hit a club, which would have not given us anything. But we've got at least a cool blocker. Those are, those are reasons to, like, continue in the hand on the river, maybe. But, like, we hit none of that. And whatever. Yep. Well, Arthur checks. Going to see what happens. And right. what happens is rather extraordinary, Jonathan. Because Makita oh, does like bet. I like you say that. Oh, yeah. He does bet. There's 320K in the pot. Makita bets 640K. Literally exactly twice the pot. Yeah. So this That's is great. just a huge bet, obviously. This represents... It now represents a decent chunk of Arthur's stack. It's like a, a true threat. So mm-hmm. very interesting choice by, by Nikita. First question, what is he trying to get called by? 
I think he's mostly trying, he's hoping and praying that uh, Archer has an ace and has played it just this way that we're talking. He's got like ace three or something like that, which, you know, makes some sense actually as a hand that maybe Archer or maybe ace six. Well, like maybe Archer's check calling ace three on the turn because he's got the gut shot value, but ace high is good enough to just check call with. Doesn't have to bet and bet it for any reason. Um, so I think he's trying to get called by an ace mostly. And he thinks he's probably folding out other things anyway. Because he's choosing this polarizing sizing, he can get called by some other one pair hands, I think, too. I think like a nine is going to have to strongly consider calling here because Makita doesn't have very many aces himself. Makita basically saying, I have three, five, which he usually is going to bet on the flop, trip deuces, which he's usually going to bet on the flop, or an ace, which he's usually going to raise pre flop, right? Yeah. And maybe often like aces up or a big ace to bet this size. Mm-hmm. Like ace nine somehow that he doesn't bet the flop or raise pre. It's hard to come up with stuff. Ace four, maybe ace four. I don't know. There's just not there. There's not much there. Yeah. It's tough to know, but yeah. okay. Well, it shouldn't get called this time because Arthur has queen no. high. I don't see how we could call with queen high because if we're calling with this hand, aren't we calling with every hand ever? <laughs> like what, what else did we call on the flop on the turn with that we're folding? Maybe Jack 10, maybe, maybe slightly worse Queens. This doesn't block anything. I don't know. We have a club in our hand, even not that I think Makita has many club draws because he's just going to bet that on the flop. Like, I just don't know why we'd ever even consider calling with this hand. This feels like a super easy fall, right? Well, Arthur is certainly, certainly thinking about it. He's tanking. Yeah. So there's something tank. going through his head and I guess the sizing is working as intended. It's, it's not only a lot more value if he gets called, but it's also confusing Arthur here when Makita sizes it so much and mm-hmm. Makita could have literally anything with this line, right? If he's going to have 10 deuce, we, I think that means he could have almost anything with this line, including probably bluffs that are worse than queen seven, right? Um, yes, I do think when he's bluffing, it's pretty much always worse than queen seven at this point. I don't think he's got king high and he's spending two X the pop. So that's good, right? It's possible he can even, even his other queens, he's just checking back because sometimes he beats some weird draws that decided to play super passively. But, and maybe he thinks he just can't get folds anyway from any of the good stuff, any of the one pair hands. So yeah, I think, I mean, queen high in theory beats the bluffs. That's good now. Yeah. If we we're going to consider calling, but don't we want things that block? Don't we want things that, you know, we can't take it too seriously. This is, we got to fold some stuff. You can't call with 100% of your hand. Yeah. I mean, I think right? I just go back to your, your argument here of distribution. We just don't have high enough in our distribution to make this call against a player who's going to be tricky and balanced. It's just yeah. not right. I mean, maybe it's better to make that call against this guy than a straightforward guy, but still when using distribution, you're using it against players who know what they're doing the majority of the time. And Makita knows what he's doing. This is a good time to use distribution. Yeah. I mean, I think so. Uh, and even if we want to make a like hero, we call off our distribution, meaning like we're going to, we're going to stretch and widen our distribution um, and pick hands that we normally would fold. This shouldn't be one of them, right? Like we can pick other hands that make more sense, hands that block things a little better. Like what are we blocking? Nothing, right? Uh, like it does. I just don't know why. I don't know why we would ever pick this hand to call with. But even agree. if we're picking like past or even if we're like, okay, I'm going to call with all my aces. I'm going to call with all my nines. Um, and I have to maybe I'll decide to call with some of my fours, you know, yeah. because like. Obviously, I'm calling with anything better than an ace um, because because 
this, the sizing is so weird. Makita's story is so weird. I'm going to call it the four here. Okay. I'm cool with that. That makes some sense, I guess. Um, maybe if you somehow have king three and you like block uh, the straight, you block three, five. You have a three or five in your hand. Okay. So now you're blocking some of the a thing that Nikita would play just like this, except maybe I'm thinking about the flop sometimes, but obviously he's being a little weird with that. But like when he sizes this way, the three, five should be at least a concern of ours, right? So we block that a little bit. Cool. Like having a three or five in your hand makes it a little like king three, king five make more sense. Even queen three, queen five, I'd rather call with the queen seven, but I wouldn't want to call with that either. I probably wouldn't want to call with king high mostly. Yeah, I agree. By the way, about Makita's bet, real quick, the solver wants him to bet half pot 89% of the time, so a much smaller bet than this, and this 11% of the time. So that's okay to yeah. still bet this size sometimes. Just can't do it all the time. According to right, because it's, it's too much, right? It's just hard to... As we see, like, what are we... Like, we come up with all these things. So do you agree, like, ace... It feels like we have an ace, we just have to close our eyes and call, right? Yes, I agree. Against, against Badzikowski. Not against everyone, but against a guy yeah, like I, are you calling with all your nines? I was sort of just throwing nines in there, like without really thinking. Too I'm much probably calling with all my nines, but I'm not sure. I have to be in the moment and like, yeah, really no. I mean, you're not used to seeing a two X pop bet on the river. Agreed. And this is like a big deal for us, right? It's not a big deal for Badzikowski, but if we call and lose, I mean, it's still, uh, what is that? It's like eight blinds, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. That's a big chunk of our stack to call and be wrong about where if we we've only put in two blinds into this whole pot so far. Right. So we don't have to like, we can just move on to the next hand and like still have a reasonable stack. And otherwise this is going to chop us down to the point where we're going to be in shove or fold mode for at least a fair amount of our hands, maybe all of our hands. Like it sort of sucks, you know, it does. Should Arthur consider raising as a bluff? Now that is interesting. What are we raising to fold out? Um, Makita would we be? I think we'd be trying to fold out an ace specifically if we raise, right? Yeah, it would have to be an ace. It feels like a bad idea when Makita goes with the sizing to raise. Yeah, I because agree. Makita usually for value is going to have like ace jack plus, including a lot of hands that are better than that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it feels like a bad idea. We we and to be clear, when we did this with the solver, we assumed Makita was. Pre-flop raising, hands like ace-jack, pocket aces, all the really good hands, like 90% of the time. So he doesn't, he wouldn't have that much ace-jack, but of course he's going to have at least a little bit of it. Um, right. uh, he's going to have some of the, and, and we actually gave most of, most of the aces we think he's raising most of the time pre-flop, but obviously not all. Um, yeah, there, this polarizing sizing just doesn't, like, I think a call probably plays better than a raise against a guy like Makita specifically, but... I don't like either option, really. I just feel like... No, I think I folding seems like, seems like the right play. But Arthur disagrees. He decides to call. So we have to figure out why he does that. And I think what it goes back to, maybe he's thinking on a less wide term as far as Makita's value. Maybe he thinks Makita's value is like a trips plus. Like trips mm-hmm. or a straight or like a flopped set type thing. And he's like, why wouldn't he bet those hands on the flop? Because if he had trips, he had a deuce. Really expect him to bet that on the flop. If he had three five, he has the nut low, but he also has plenty of equity. Why wouldn't he bet that on the flop? If he has a flop set, why wouldn't he bet that on the flop? Why wouldn't he raise those hands pre-flop, by the way, the sets? So yeah, maybe Archer is thinking too much about that aspect of it and decides, well, okay, there's that plus the fact that it's really unlikely that Makita's bluffing with a better hand than I have. 
he's probably going to take a yeah. showdown value with king highs and even the better queen highs a lot of the time. So I'm not or just give up. Yeah. Super concerned about that. Mm-hmm. So those that combination in my mind is what led to his call. That has to be, even though I don't agree with that logic with everything else involved. But if you focus so strongly on that, on the flop check specifically, I think that's probably what led to the call. It's my guess. Yeah. And if you think about it, if you take all that into consideration, you think like if Makita has aces, he might not bet two X pot. If he just has a soul, an ace all by itself, like ace is eight or even ace Jack when like, it went check call and Mickey might be worried about what can really call me if I have yeah. to say, and I'm going to bet two X the pot here instead of just a normal bet. Right. Get, I don't want to blow a nine off the hand. I don't want to blow a four off the hand. I want to get called by those hands. Right. So maybe Archer's like saying, so he doesn't have any single pair hands. He doesn't have, like, if he somehow limped with ace King, I don't believe he's betting ace King two X on, on the river. Maybe he thinks right. to himself. Right. Um, so for eliminating all of that, it does, it, it does, you know, make it easier to call with more of your range. Yeah, but that's what I think we decided to call with some of our fours, not with queen highs. That's the yeah. thing. And king highs, you know. Like, we just have, as we said, this is still at the very bottom of everything we have, of all our hands. Just the very yeah. bottom. Yeah. The solver doesn't love the call either, although it likes it more than I kind of expected. It says it's okay to call 6% of the time. So, you know, yeah, that's that not nothing. It's not nothing. Yeah. yeah either it, way. It, I, I would have thought it'd be like a 2% or 1%. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, Makita wins his hand and then unsurprisingly goes on to win the tournament. Yes. So good for him. He gets all the money. He gets to keep all the money because he's cool. Yeah. Like well, I guess age. that's how you maximize value in that particular situation. It was an unconventional way to do it. Yeah. I mean, this is the kind of thing where I think most of us out there don't think enough about, can I bet two times the pot here? <laughs> like that's just not <laughs> yeah. a question. That's not a question I ask myself very often. I do ask it once in a while. But I probably should be asking it more. And I think everyone should, who isn't, you know, elite should be asking that question more of the time. Can I bet more than the pot? Maybe it's a better question than two times. But like, can I bet more than the pot here? Does it make sense? Right. For me to, for me to do this, be it for value or as a bluff, like, and even just thinking that as, as a weapon in your arsenal, instead of it just being, you know, something you never consider. And I think a lot of people are sort of stuck on, I'm betting 40% of the pot, I'm betting 60% of the pot, or I'm betting 80% of the pot. And that's kind of it. That's my, those are my three gears of bet, you know, and I've been there many times, you know, I, I used to live in that world. And, uh, and it's really incredible when you open it up even a little bit to like, I can bet a lot more than this, you know, and like different weird things happen when you start doing that. As we see, we got this crazy queen high call. Yep. We sure did. We sure did. We sure did. Well, that's how you be Makita Badzikowski. You guys should all work out. Mike, and I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them tongue-tied. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it.